Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here you go. Here you go. Discovery. Nothing personal word of the day today is discovery, not discovery of unknown lands, sailing in and out of days, weeks, months, and years trying to find uncharted territory. I'm talking about legal discovery. <gasps> Hold on, I got to go on. <sighs> Why would I make discovery the word of the day? Because there's a lawsuit that I've mentioned, but it's too good. It really is too good. The Big Ten is my conference in college football and in all college because I'm a Badger. We've talked on the show about the fact that they canceled, postponed fall sports, and it became a cluster duck. You had schools saying they wanted to play. You had coaches say, it's safe, let's play. You had athletic directors going against what coaches were saying. You had athletic directors going against what presidents and chancellors were saying. It's just been a mess, and the mess is not going away anytime soon. The White House is getting involved, saying they want to help get Big Ten back. There's rumors that maybe the Big Ten will play late fall, like starting Thanksgiving, and play a truncated season. Basically, it's an unmitigated public relations disaster. But on top of that, there's some legal issues. Remember the lawsuit that the eight Nebraska football players brought and how upset I was that in this country, anyone can sue anyone for anything and you don't get your legal fees paid if you have to defend yourself against a frivolous lawsuit, against a ridiculous lawsuit. I understand we're trying to protect the rights of the many to make sure they are not taken advantage of by the few. I get all of it. The eight players saying that they had a right to play college football. I have combed the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. I've looked everywhere. I can't find it. It's not the Bill of Rights. It's not an amendment. It's not in the body of the Constitution. I couldn't find it in any state legislative papers. And believe me, it was for lack of looking. (laughs) That's funny, Coca, if anyone was paying attention. Do I need to explain that? I'm not going to. So, Lawsuit happens. Here's how it happens when you sue somebody. If you're really a big company and you're suing a small company, just picture like Amazon suing a corner bookshop. You're going to lose if you're the corner bookshop. No matter what the issue is, no matter whether you did right, did wrong, doesn't matter. You're going to lose because Amazon is a big company and they will paper you to death meaning that they will have enough lawyers generating enough paperwork, whether it's virtual, DocuSign, email, PDF, JDF, PDQ, LSD, doesn't matter. They will have enough going your direction that you won't be able to deal with it all, and you'll say, uncle, uncle, let's settle. So the Nebraska players got themselves lawyers, and they didn't realize that they're dealing with the Big Ten. And part of what you do when you start a lawsuit, there's something called discovery. Discovery is just that. 
you are trying to discover things that the other side may have that can either help or hurt your case, but at least give clarity to a judge or jury. So if you are having an argument about whether or not you had an agreement on a lease of a storefront, discovery would be any emails back and forth negotiating the lease to that storefront. And as part of discovery, you have to hand over to the other side documents that could be relevant to the case. And it can be a bear. I've been involved in a lot of discovery on both sides, mostly on the I'm getting sued side, and it's a pain in the neck. It used to be that you had to save all documents, so you had to have file cabinets full of crap. Now you get an order from the judge, don't delete any emails, any possible emails from the following 50 people, you better keep them because those are going to be quote unquote discoverable. So you have to hire people to go through your entire email server, pick out the emails that may be relevant, send them to the other side. Then the other side has to go through and read all the emails, meanwhile charging 800 bucks an hour, both sides. It's insane. So discovery is starting, but then there's another little adjective that is one of my faves, expedited expedited discovery is when you say to the other side, listen, I don't just want to see your stuff, but I got to see it now. I need to see it this second, Matt and all, because if I don't and we delay, my injury will be even worse. So the Nebraska players said, listen, we need discovery and we need it now because if we don't expedite this discovery, you know what could happen? We could get older. We could go pro. We could have to go into the real world and get jobs. We better do this in an expedited manner because otherwise, what good is it if you start football next year? I'll be gone. Oh, you're going to give me my eligibility back? I got to move on with my life. Or if I have no life to move on to, I'll play a fifth year or a sixth year but it's not the same as playing now. So we need expedited discovery. When you are a big company and you receive notification of expedited discovery, you start running around like a whirling dervish. You hire more lawyers and you say, hurry, move quickly, because it's expedited. No, you don't. You wait for a judge to tell you that you've got a deadline and you better meet the deadline. And then you go into court and say, we need to push the deadline because that is having an absolute huge impact on my ability to conduct business. This will actually hurt my business. I'm not going to agree to the expedited discovery. I'll do it quickly, but not expedited. So the Big Ten did something that is awesome when you use PR correctly. They released a statement responding to the motion, which means the Nebraska players went to a judge and that's called a motion when you ask a judge to do something for you. I'm making a motion. The motion is that I want expedited discovery. The motion is that I want X, Y, or Z. The judge then decides whether he will grant that motion I agree, he'll say yes, or he'll deny that motion. I don't agree, I'll say no, or my favorite of all, I will punt 
on that motion and will decide at a later date, which means lawyers can keep charging money and nothing moves forward toward resolution. So the Nebraska players walk in, they file a motion for expedited discovery, and the Big Ten says, I'm going to respond with a statement because I have filed a response to oppose the motion for expedited discovery. So you make a motion to get stuff quickly, but that makes the other side say, I'm going to make a motion to say no to your motion, and we're going to have to argue that motion. There may even be discovery in an expedited manner on the fact that you want expedited discovery and you needed to file a motion to do so. So by the way, by the time you're done with it, I'm yawning because it's final exams. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. That's how you use the legal system to your advantage. So the Big Ten responded to this motion, and they did it with a statement. And they said, we've got three answers we're going to give. Number one, the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors. Remember, we told you the Big Ten presidents voted, but then we didn't know whether they voted because some presidents said there was no vote, but other presidents said there was a vote. And we thought it was 10 to 2, and we thought Nebraska and Iowa were the only two who voted against it. Well, it turns out the vote was 11 to 3. And there was a vote. Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa voted to play, and the other 11 members of the Big 14 voted to postpone. It's now public because this was a statement by the Big Ten, because this was going to be in their response to the motion for expedited discovery. By the way, if the judge doesn't seal all of these motions... They're all public. That's why we read celebrities getting divorced. In a sealed document yesterday, custody of Brad Pitt's 27 kids was agreed to in a joint way by John Voight's daughter, Angelina Jolie. Well, you can actually have a motion that is closed, a file, secret. But no, when you do a statement, not so secret. So it was 11 to 3 vote. Then they pointed out we only needed 60% of the big 14 in order to postpone. 60% of 14 is 1.4 times 6. That's 8.4. You need 9 only. I just did that in my head, Coco, so I could be wrong. When I did 60% of 14, 10% is 1.4. 6 times 1.4 is 6 times 1, which is 6. 6 times 0.4, which is 2.4. So 6 plus 2.4 is 8.4. And then you have to round up to get the vote. So that's how I got to 9 out of 14. Coco, you with me? Am I close? Is there any chance that's right? In any case. Nine votes. They got 11. More than the 60%. They said that they based their decision on several factors because the Nebraska players said, who are you listening to? We're Nebraska. We're a red state. There's no COVID. There's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Bring kids back on campus. All's good. Well, they based their decision on multiple factors, including the medical advice and counsel of the Big Ten Task Force for Emerging Infectious Diseases and the Big Ten Sports Medicine Committee. (laughs) That's pretty good. And then they ended their statement by saying the Big Ten Conference continues to share the disappointment that student athletes and families are feeling. The Big Ten Return to Competition Task Force, which we've talked about on the show, will continue to be transparent as it actively considers options to get back to competition when it is safe to play. When it is safe to play was not put in bold. It was not put in caps, but that was the most important part of the statement because 
Does anyone think it's safer to play now than it was yesterday or the day before? Is anyone paying attention to what's going on on campuses? What about you, Iowa? As red as you are, are you paying attention? Why are there so many, so many cases in Iowa? Hmm, I think I know. By the way, Coke has reminded me pre-show that there was actually a college football game on Saturday. Is that noteworthy, Coca? Are we editing that into the show? Putting that into the rundown? Okay. I guess that it's safe for two teams to play, but not for the rest of the teams to play. Let me explain to you, Matt, why this is not in the show. Because the actions of others do not inform my actions when the actions of others are based on political gain, advantage, or rhetoric that is not scientifically based. And that has nothing to do with COVID. That has to do with life. If you are an anti-gravitational guy and you tell me, hey, if you jump off this building, you're going to go slowly like a feather because I don't believe in gravity. I'm probably not going to take your word for it because science tells me that unless I'm in a silo with absolutely zero conditions, if I fall off a ledge, I'm going to fall pretty quickly and it's going to H-U-R triple T. So to answer why something would be safe for some but not safe for others is a question not worth answering because it's not the right question. The fact that they concluded it may be safe for them does not mean it was. Anyway, I'm moving on. Word of the day. Discovery. I hate discovery. Okay. Daniel Snyder's back in the news. Thank you, Daniel. Daniel Snyder, you and Jerry Jones have simply been fabulous. Fabulous for nothing personal. We are starting a new month. August was a record month. Keep telling your friends about nothing personal. Keep listening. Keep downloading, subscribing. Please follow us on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Thank you. I appreciate you. Daniel Snyder has been a content machine because his organization called the Washington Football Team is very simply put a dumpster fire. They do have a new president in place. Hopefully, Mr. Wright can do right by the Washington Football Team. Daniel Snyder, as you recall, we laughed. We laughed on this show, I say, when he agreed to investigate his own team. He had an independent investigator who he hired. So that's an oxymoron. An independent investigator who I'm paying, by definition, is not independent because I'm going to see what they release before they release it because I'm withholding 50% of your money. So if you're going to investigate me and you're going to find that I did a lot of super bad things, they're going to make me look not so good. I'm going to tell you, you better change that report and turn that frown upside down because otherwise you're not getting the money. So Daniel Snyder, an independent investigation about the culture in his team and Roger Goodell had taken the wrong road by saying we are going to let the Washington football team do its investigation. We will review it. And if we are not satisfied, we will then take action. Well, loyal, nothing personal listeners, you knew very well. That's a crock of absolute horse hockey because Roger Goodell knew that he had no choice here, but to investigate for himself because Daniel Snyder would have no ability to have any sort of investigation that is independent. So guess what got announced yesterday? Surprise, surprise. 
The NFL announced that they are taking over the independent investigation from the Washington football team. And wouldn't you know it? Danny Snyder agreed. But then he upped the ante in his own statement, of course, from his wife as well. Wait, that's not true. I don't think it was from his wife. Coca, was it from his wife? I know the Hanson statement in Utah was from his wife. Was the Snyder statement from Daniel and Daniel's wife or just Daniel? Can you check on that? So here is what Daniel Snyder said. He said, recently, the Washington football team launched an independent third-party investigation, yada, yada, into allegations about our culture and incidents of harassment. In conversations with Commissioner Goodell, Tanya and I, Tanya must be Daniel's wife, Tanya and I suggested that the NFL, hold on, I can't keep a straight face. Time out, Coke. I cannot keep a straight face. I'm going to take a drink of water and I'm going to get through this. In conversations with Commissioner Goodell, Tanya and I suggested that the NFL assume full oversight of the investigation. And here's where it got super bad for you, Dan. So that the results are thorough, complete, trusted by the fans, the players, our employees, and the public. Holy shitska. That means that you have just acknowledged that under no scenario was an investigation, however you called it third party, that there was no chance that the results could be thorough, complete, trusted by the fans, players, or our employees, or the public. That was not a good line to put in there. What you should have said it is that our investigation would have been thorough, complete, trusted by the fans, players, employees, and the public. That said, my voice just cracked like a teenager. That said, use the diaphragm, David. That said, I guarantee that having the NFL run this is not necessary, but I have asked Commissioner Goodell to run it anyway to remove any shadow of a doubt. That would have been a better statement. Daniel Snyder went on to say, I appreciate Commissioner Goodell agreeing to our suggestion and the entire Washington football team remains committed to fully cooperating with all aspects of the investigation. Horse hockey. He doesn't appreciate Commissioner Goodell agreeing to it. Commissioner Goodell didn't agree to it. The way this happened is Commissioner Goodell called you, Danny, and said, you know what? This isn't working. You guys have not been able to climb out of this PR mess that you've been creating for the past decade plus, but this one's really bad. Owners are being forced to sell teams. Don't make me do this, Dan. I'm taking over. Trust me, you'll get to see it before it's released. You don't even have to ask. I know you're going to demand it. Yes, you will see it. I'm taking over. Do me a favor, Dan. Don't release a statement. Just let it go. I can't do that, Raj. I got to release a statement. Me and Tanya are getting together. There you have it. NFL's taking over. The reason why the NFL's taking over, they don't want to force Daniel Snyder to sell. There is a concern right now during the era of COVID that teams will not continue to go for what they have been valued at. We're seeing that with the Mets, who were valued at 2-6 prior to the pandemic. When I say valued, that's what someone will pay for them. Steve Cohn offered 2-6. He's now offering 2-3-5. 
NFL does not want to see any teams trade right now at numbers below the increased amazing asset valuations that the NFL has been enjoying. So he doesn't want to force Danny to sell. Major League Soccer and Don Garber have not been that lucky. We talked to Major League Soccer about our main man, Deloy Hansen. Deloy Hansen is the owner of the Utah, I think it's Real Utah FC. And he also owns a National Women's Soccer League team. He's done a lot of things. You remember Don Garber has been very clear to separate himself from Deloy and his comments about the boycott of games and how what a disappointment it was to the fans to boycott the games. And then he apologized for his statement. And then Don Garber had to do a statement saying that he's been great for Utah, but we don't agree with his statement. But then there had to be another statement because as it turns out, Don Garber realized when the players said, we're going to really have an issue if this guy does not sell, this guy's racist. Hard stop. Well, it happened. Don Garber gave Delroy Hansen an opportunity to do it under his own terms. But rest assured, Delroy Hansen is not selling the Utah MLS team because he wanted to. Even though he said in his statement that it was him, that he felt it was better, he wrote a letter to the whole community where he said, after deep consideration and soul searching, my wife, Julie, and I agree that the best way forward for the Real Salt Lake family is to assume new ownership and a refreshed vision. I wonder what part of deep consideration and soul searching is the phone call from the commissioner saying, hey, Dell, it's time to sell. Or whether or not it's the sponsors who said, hey, Dell, it's time to sell. Or the players who said, hey, Dell, we're not playing even if you are paying. Deep consideration, soul searching. I've always tried to do that. I've seen that in a lot of statements where people say, I've been doing a lot of soul searching recently. I don't know what that means. I've tried to soul search and I don't get very far. Does that mean I don't have a soul? I don't have a heart. People have accused me of that. I think I do. I don't know if I have a soul. I don't want to find out for like 70 years. Good luck with that. But when you say you've done soul searching, what it really means is that you have to have a soft landing for a decision that you had no choice but to make. Luckily, Deloy continued that we will support the organization and its employees in moving quickly. Thank you, Deloy. That's nice. Real Salt Lake has our full support. Thank you. That's great, Del. Appreciate that. We've been blessed with loving friendships that are expressed daily. Hey, uh, um, Linda, hello, Julie, Julie, has your phone been ringing? Julie, anyone? My phone's not ringing, but, but we people have been reaching out, right? Are they calling you, Julie? I can't get anyone to call me. It's like people don't even know me. Wait a minute, let's call those people we go to that club with. Yeah, the one that doesn't let people in. Can we, do you think they're on our side? Hmm. Well, we've had a lot of loving friendships. Well, Don Garber had no choice but to add yet another statement. These commissioners, can you imagine this era of statements? 
Don Garber said one more, and that's all I'm going to do for you, Deloy. One more. I'm going to say Major League Soccer has been informed that Real Salt Lake investor operator Deloy Hansen has decided that he will begin a process to sell Utah soccer holdings. MLS will work with Mr. Hansen on supporting the sale efforts for the company and will work closely with the club's executive staff to support the operations during the transition. Then the final paragraph, the final word that Don Garber will ever say, mark my words, this is not a way to see, this is a guarantee. I've been doing a lot of rhymes today, Coca. I want to acknowledge Delroy Hansen's significant efforts to build the sport of soccer in the state of Utah and for his commitment to Major League Soccer. Don Garber's fingers were crossed. His toes were crossed. He closed his eyes. He told his PR people to put in one sentence at the end. Let's be done with this as quickly as possible. And we will never utter the name Delroy Hansen again. It's going to happen exactly like that. I promise you. When we come back, we're going to review yet another Alec Baldwin movie. The guy is all over the place. I watched him on Netflix. We're going to get to MLB and some changes they're making later in the show. We will be right back. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome back. Today's nothing personal. Today is the first day of September. Yes, there's still a pandemic. Yes, this is almost Labor Day. <sighs> Well, fall's coming. We'll see how bad it gets. Maybe it'll get good. Maybe everything will work out fine. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So I still watch movies every day. I'm in quite a routine. Do the show, watch a movie, work on the show. Do the show, watch a movie, run. Do the show, run, watch a movie, watch a TV show. Someone just told me to watch Love on Netflix, the series. I think I'm going to start that next. It's a three-season series. I think it may be directed by Judd Apatow. But... Instead, I did what I normally do when I need to watch something and I don't know what to watch. I go on Netflix, I look under trending, and I keep forgetting that the stuff that's trending may not be good. There it was in the three-hole. supposed to be one of your best hitters. Now your best hitter's hitting the two-hole. Used to be the three-hole. Used to, before that, be the four-hole. Three-hole, drunk parents. Well, that sounds good. Is that a biography? Hmm. Who's in that? Drunk Parents stars Alec Baldwin and Salma Hayek. The woman from Savages, 
She's been in a lot of stuff. Alec Baldwin, what hasn't he been in? When he was young, he was in She's Having a Baby. He plays Trump on Saturday Night Live. He's been in, I don't know, if you look on his IMDb page, I bet you he's been in 90 movies, maybe more. So they star as parents who drop off their child at college, and it's all been a farce. They pretend they have money, but they're bankrupt. The old tried and true story where you pretend you're rich, you live on credit just to be cool, and it turns out you had nothing. Well, drunk parents has nothing. It was about 96 minutes. I'm trying to remember if I smiled, didn't. No nudity, no great humor, some meek attempt at physical humor. A story that tried to pull you in emotionally, rooting for the underdogs to somehow get back on their feet. And wouldn't you know it, if you've seen a movie like this, do you think it'll work out for them at the end? Do you think there's a chance that their house will get taken from them and their daughter will realize that college wasn't paid for, they've got no money under the mattress, no bank accounts? Do you think maybe they'll start a business and it'll all work out in the end after a bunch of shenanigans and missteps and issues with the law and some close calls with some people looking for money because they owe so much? Knock three times if you've seen this before. Drunk parents, you're going to need a cocktail to get through it. Okay, MLB made a very quiet announcement today, and we're not going to let it stay quiet because this is nothing personal. There has been for months a conversation about contracting teams in minor league baseball. It has resulted in horrible press for Commissioner Rob Manford. It has resulted in a back and forth between minor league baseball and major league baseball that has not inured to the benefit of any, anybody. Baseball had been saying, and their message was clear, that we're not contracting teams Those cities that have teams that will no longer be affiliated with Major League Baseball will still have teams. They will just have unaffiliated players on the team. Major League Baseball will still, in its way, support those teams, but they will not be, quote-unquote, part of minor league baseball. People lost their minds. They were upset. Everyone on the left side of the aisle said it was outrageous that baseball was doing it. I told you as a president for 18 years, we had way too many minor league teams, way too many minor league players. The majority of them suck and will never make it, yet we're paying for them and for travel and for everything else. It is ridiculous. So MLB, during the pandemic, did something behind sort of everyone's back, except on nothing personally knew about it, that they had the right to lower the rounds, lessen the rounds of the draft. And they did remember the MLB draft was five rounds a couple months ago. And part of the agreement is that they have the right to set the number of rounds going forward. MLB announced that the amateur draft is going to be next July instead of next June. That's not an epic announcement. They announced that they're going to have the draft in Atlanta where they expect the 2021 All-Star to be. That is epic because that means there's going to be a 2021 full season with an actual All-Star break in Atlanta. L.A. was moved to a few years from now because Atlanta was already hosting in 2021. And during 
all-star week with the home run derby and the futures game and everything else that happens. That is so much fun. They're going to do the amateur draft. 20 to 30 rounds. We're not going to commit, but we're not going to have five. We're going to have 20 to 30 rounds, not 40. Well, that's an interesting nugget. This year, there were only five rounds, but there was no minor league baseball, so there were no rosters to fill out, so you didn't need half the players. Next year, you're going to do 20 to 30 rounds, but used to do 40, and we'd use those players to fill in lower level. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. There must be another announcement coming. You're going to contract 20 teams, aren't you? You're going to get rid of maybe even more. And there it was. It was announced. In theory, there will be no short season leagues other than those already played at complexes, whether in the Dominican or your spring training site, which means that there will be between, let's say, 20 and 40 fewer teams in minor league baseball. Shh. Don't tell anyone. Each team is going to cut between one and two minor league teams. Don't tell anyone. We're going to keep it very, very quiet. Shh. We don't want to create a stir. We got some positivity around baseball. We got great pennant races going on. We got teams buying and we thought would sell. Teams selling who wanted to buy. Teams doing nothing who should be doing something. 16 of you are going to maybe get a ring or a chance to get a ring. Don't tell anyone. We're letting you cut between one and two minor league teams. Shh. It's happening, folks. They also announced that those minor league players don't tell Boris. Don't tell Scott Boris. But signing bonuses are going to be paid the same way, which means players are only going to get a hundred grand when they sign. And then 50% of the remaining can be paid in July of 22 and the other 15% in July of 23. Shh. Don't tell anyone, especially the agents. Don't tell anyone that if a player doesn't get signed, the most he can sign for is 20 grand, just like last year. That's the new COVID rule lasting into 21. This is epic, folks. MLB announced some changes in a very sort of secretive way. No pomp, no circumstance. Just a couple of bullet points that are very, very telling. Well, minor league baseball, it's your turn. What are you going to do? I know what you're going to do. Exactly what I told you you were going to do. You're going to grin. And you're going to bear it. That's it. You're missing something very important in the negotiation, and it's called leverage. You have none. Therefore, what MLB wants to do, they will do, but they're trying to do it in a far better way from a PR standpoint than they've ever done before. Will it work? Not to the people listening and watching. Nothing personal, it won't. Major League Baseball has changed its amateur draft, and we've broken it down. Okay. Let's go to pick of the day. Nothing personal pick of the day. I I, got to compliment myself. Coca, is this the first time we've been three over 500 all year? I think it is. We're 12 and nine. Three over 500. I don't know if it's the first time. Why are we three over? Because I actually thought about yesterday's pick significantly. We had the Padres beating the Rockies. Do you remember why? I think the Padres won the game 6-0 
after winning the game before 13 to two. But I told you after a deadline like that, the Padres were a slam dunk. That was literally the easiest pick of the year was taking the Padres last night. So I want to take this three game over 500 out for a ride at 12 and nine. And I want to give you what I think is the hardest pick of the season so far since baseball started or since sports restarted. You know, I don't have to just do baseball, by the way. Nothing personal pick of the day can be any sport. And I want to go to basketball because tonight is one of my favorite events. Anytime you know the two words I love, you've heard them before, game seven. Any game seven, hockey, basketball, baseball, no matter who's playing, I'm watching. Because game sevens, that sort of win or go home feeling that you get through the NCAA tournament, through you get in the wild card playing game where it's one game in or out. I love that. I love the binary nature, the black and white of you're a winner or you're a loser. That's what I miss a lot about being a president of a team where I was judged as a winner or a loser 162 out of 365 days. Plus spring training, I could say 192. Well, tonight, it's been the best playoff series of all of the NBA so far. The Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz are playing game seven. If you have not watched any of the games, please tune in at 8.30 to ABC and watch game seven of the Nuggets-Jazz game. I don't know who the home team is. doesn't matter. Denver was the higher seed in the bubble. Home court advantage does not exist. We saw that with the Milwaukee Bucks losing game one to the Heat. That would have been an epic road win for the Heat to win in Milwaukee because Milwaukee doesn't lose in Milwaukee. But Milwaukee was playing in Orlando after they beat Orlando in the first round on a court that wasn't Orlando's home court. Riddle me that. But in the bubble, anything goes. So the Nuggets and Jazz, there's a player named Jamal Murray. And there's a player named Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell plays for the Jazz. Jamal Murray plays for the Nuggets. And these guys are going toe-to-toe like a heavyweight battle. It's like like Rocky, where there's a punch and then a punch, and then they both fall, then one gets up, then the other gets up, then they punch again. These guys are scoring points. I don't know, Coca. Can we, um, back in the day, Frank Robinson, rest in peace, Frank Robinson, when he would manage the Expos, and we were with the Marlins, and he was so angry with us because he feels as though we had abandoned the Expos, or for whatever reason, Frank and I just never got along, but we were civil to each other. Um, We had some very funny moments, Frank Robinson and I did. But in any case, um, we actually have video of Frank Robinson falling asleep on the bench while managing a game. And you're welcome to Frank and Frank's family. We never released that video, but we have it. So Frank Robinson would always have our mound measured. And it would always bother us because he thought we were screwing around with the mound, either at Pro Player Stadium, Marlins Park, wherever we were that we were screwing up with the mound. We weren't. So I wonder whether or not the baskets need to be measured in the bubble because I'm seeing people score in a way that I just, I'm not used to. And even watching Jordan and all these people, Jamal Murray is averaging in the first six games, 34 points per game. He's had two 50 point games in the old days. Like 50 point games just didn't happen when defense mattered in the NBA. 50 point games didn't happen. Donovan Mitchell is averaging 37 points and has also had two 50 point games. These guys are incredible. They don't miss. It was like Chris Paul forcing a game seven tomorrow. Houston, Oklahoma City. Chris Paul couldn't miss. It was amazing. Anyway, I'm going to pick this game. And it's a hard one to pick, but I'm doing it. 
I'm going with the Nuggets. But my wait to see today, and you know what wait to see is. It's an even game. Of course, there's no line. There can't be a line. It's even. I don't know who you'd favor in this game. Wait to see is when I say something's going to happen, and either it will or it won't, and then I'll revisit and tell you that it did or it didn't. My wait to see is watch the Murray versus Mitchell matchup tonight. Whoever scores the most points of that one-on-one matchup, his team will win. So I'm saying Murray will score the most because I'm saying the Nuggets will win. So my wait to see is the highest score will win game seven. So in theory, I could lose my pick of the day if Mitchell outscores Murray and the Jazz win, and I could win the wait to see. I could be right on the wait to see. It's not a win or a loss. I way more importantly want to win the nothing personal pick of the day because that's money. I'd like to go to 13 and nine. I'm going nuggets. My wait to see is that Murray versus Mitchell <clears throat> will produce the highest score will produce a win for game seven, eight 30 tonight. I want to catch up on a few wait to sees because you know, that's how we roll. November 18th of 2019. I don't know, but like four years ago. I had to wait to see that the Heat would not host the first round of the NBA playoffs. Now, why am I taking credit that that's a yes? It's because what that wait to see really was is that the Heat would not finish in the top four in the Eastern Conference, and they didn't. They finished in the fifth seed. They then beat Indiana, the fourth seed in the first round. They swept them, I think, or beat them 4-0 or 4-1, and they're now up one nothing on Milwaukee, they actually have a chance to win the title. We talked about Pat Riley in a previous show. But that wait to see was from November 18th of 2019 that the Heat would not host a first round. Then just this week, August 24th, before the trade deadline, a week before the trade deadline, we had a wait to see on nothing personal, that the Texas Rangers would sell and the Cincinnati Reds would buy. That went against convention, but it happened. That's a yes. The Rangers sold, they traded Mike Miner to the A's, the Reds bought, and 824 wait to see happened. Two days later, we had to wait to see that the Cleveland Indians would not trade a starter. I cannot believe it, but they did trade Mike Clevenger, as you heard on the bonus pod. If you haven't, you can get that bonus pod. It's out. It was out right after the deadline. And that wait to see did not happen. Indians will not trade a starter. Yeah, they did. All right, Coca, let's finish up. You know what I want? (laughs) I want to talk to Samson. Thank you. So you want to talk to Samson is when you ask me a question on Twitter or on Instagram at David P. Samson. Get into my DMs. This was an interesting one. Question for you. Why do you think the NBA is setting the bar on how leagues respond to social issues? Is it the size of the league, the notoriety of superstars, competency of the executives, or something else? That's a question that I was hoping I'd get. All through the pandemic, we talked about the NBA as being a leader. Adam Silver, he stopped games first in March. He started working on a bubble early. He talked to his players and his union. He negotiated with them in an open way, not necessarily a public way, but in an open way and got basketball returning in a bubble and it has gone phenomenally well. He handled the 
social unrest and the times that we've had with the issues the players had, starting with Kyrie Irving after what happened to George Floyd. He made changes to the court, to how things look, to what players would be able to say, what players would be able to do. Then, after Jacob Blake got shot seven times, he again showed leadership when the players wanted to leave the bubble. He allowed for the emotional fever pitch to calm down while never losing sight that change was needed and action was needed. The NBA has set the bar from minute one. So the question you ask is why? And the answer is because the NBA is over 75% black. The NBA has no choice but to do the right thing. And when you combine no choice and a real desire, you end up actually making the most progress. When people have no choice to do something, they're forced to do it. They don't do it right. They don't do it well because they don't care. When people are not forced to do something and they care, they do it, they do it well, but they don't go all the way. When you're forced to do something, but you care about it and you know it's the right thing, that is Yahtzee. Triple word score and Scrabble. In my opinion, that is the confluence of a perfect storm where the NBA realized that they have got the leadership both in players and in executives. They've got the platform and now they've got the reason. I'm not saying that this shouldn't have happened 20 years ago, 40 years ago, or 60 years ago. I'm saying that it's never too late to be all in and to be right. It has nothing to do with the size of the league. The notoriety of superstars matters because they've got platforms, but you know they don't have platforms the size of soccer players, football players in Europe. You know you've got a superstar in LeBron James who is going to be with you, who is going to be using his platform and standing side by side with you to do the right thing. It's not about compensative executives. It's about being forced and caring enough. And the interesting part about it is that when all of those things happen, when you really want to make change, you can be that change. And then on top of it, it can still be good for business, even when it's personal. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.